Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. More than one occasion, I have stood in front of God Almighty Jehovah, and I have declared unto him that he had to listen to me. I said, you have to receive me. You have to hear what I'm saying to you. And I said, and you know why you have to hear me? I said, look at me. I am covered in the blood of your son. I said, you have to look at me and you have to answer my cry. You have to answer my prayer. Where did that come from? We're going to take a look at that tonight. Hopefully we'll get through it all. If not, I'll finish it on Sunday night. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 6.21. And by the way, every time I did that, I got what I came for. All right. 2 Corinthians 5.21. This is about Jesus. For he, the Father, has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made, made the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God, that we might be made the righteousness of God. That word righteousness always bothered me. I never totally understood it. But God has been ministering to me, and I am settled in my heart what righteousness is. Turn with me to Romans 4. We will see the first part of righteousness. It says, uh, Romans 4, beginning in verse 4, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, doesn't work for it, doesn't work for it, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith, his faith is counted for righteousness. It's counted for righteousness. Now he goes on and explains what this righteousness is. Even as David also describeth the blessedness unto the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness. So here's our definition of righteousness here. Imputeth righteousness, and imputeth means just paid back. Imputeth righteousness without works, saying, here's your definition here. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So what is part of righteousness here? Righteousness is no sin. Sin's gone. No sin. God does not impute sin, does not see the sin, does not make you pay for the sin. So righteousness in this part is no sin. But that's not the only thing righteousness is. Turn with me to 1 John 3, 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Well, you can't do no sin. That's not a, that's not a, that's a state. That's not something you do. But here it says, he that doeth righteousness is righteous. How do you do that? Go with me to Romans 6. So now we know you got to do righteousness to be righteous. 
Well, what is doing righteousness? Romans 6 pretty much lays it out. I'm going to begin in verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness. So now we got a, uh, on this side and that side, on this side. Neither yield your members. What's your members? Your mouth is a member. Your hands are a member. Your feet are a member. Your body's a member. Your heart's a member. Your will's a member. A member. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. So now we know what unrighteousness does. If you do unrighteousness, it ends up in sin. So if you let your mouth do what your mouth wants to do, you end up in sin. If you let your hands do what your hands would like to do, you end up in sin. If you let your other buddy parts do what their other buddy parts wants to do, you end up in sin. That is unrighteousness. So what would righteousness be? The other side. It says, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members, those parts of your body, as instruments of righteousness. What's an instrument? A spoon is an instrument. A shovel is an instrument. It's, it's a tool. It's something you use. Well, if you use your mouth to unrighteousness, you're going to sin. But if you use your mouth to righteousness, then you go, it goes into, you'll see, it goes into holiness. It is the doing what God wants. Not doing unrighteousness unto sin, but righteousness is the opposite. It's doing what God wants. It's doing the will of God. If you do the will of God, you're righteous. If you don't do the will of God, you're unrighteous. Is that getting simpler? Let's go to verse 19. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity, so now you're yielding your members as servants to uncleanness and iniquity, sin. It goes into iniquity. But even now, yield your members, servants to righteousness, the will of God, what God wants, what God does. What does it bring about? It brings about holiness. It brings about holiness. So what is righteous? It's being without sin, and it's doing what God wants. Righteousness is doing what God wants. I have an example for you. Go to Hebrews 11 with me. Verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. What did he do? He gave the sacrifice God wanted. And what did God say? That's righteousness. He did the will of God, and God said, that's righteousness. Now go back with me to Romans 4, verse 20. This is Abraham. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Now this man's using his faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded, faith being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. And what did God call that? What did God call that faith? Righteousness. Doing what God wanted, using his faith. When you use your faith, you're doing what God wants. That is righteousness. 
So now you have righteousness. It's not only without sin, but it's walking in the will of God, doing the things that God wants. And what does that make you? According to 1 John, he that doeth righteousness is righteous. So now you're righteous. How do we get righteousness? It is through the gospel. If you remember Paul, he said that his righteousness, he, gave a, he put down his righteousness that he got down by the law. He put that away. He said, I had the righteousness which was in the law. Paul did the law perfect. He was blameless. But he said that righteousness doesn't even surmount to the righteousness which is by faith. By faith. Where does our righteousness come from? Go with me to um, Go with me to Isaiah 61. No, 54. Isaiah 54. Where do we get our righteousness? We get our righteousness through the gospel. We get our righteousness by believing what Jesus' blood did for us. This Doyle made the Doyle referred to this scripture this last week. And when he read it, it hit my heart and it hit my spirit. And I was overwhelmed with what I saw. No weapon, verse 17, Isaiah 54, formed against me shall prosper. None. You got a weapon against me, won't prosper. And this will show you why. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Any tongue against me, God will condemn it. Why? It's right here. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and look at this next statement, and their righteousness, their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Their righteousness is of me. You know, there is nothing I can do that would get me righteous, that would make me clean enough to be righteous, but the blood of the cross made me righteous. The blood that Jesus shed for me made me righteous. Where did I get my righteousness? I got my righteousness from the gospel. I got my righteousness from what Jesus did for me on the tree. That's where you got your righteousness. That's why God can say in this verse, their righteousness is of me. Why? Because I sent my son to die for them. I sent my son to carry their sin for him. I sent my son to carry their poverty, their sickness, their infirmities, their iniquity, their perversities. My son carried that on his body. And when he died, he shed his blood. And when he took that blood to heaven, you and I were made righteous. We were made righteous. Now, what do we do with that righteousness? Turn with me to Isaiah. 61:10 It says I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and he has covered me with the robe of righteousness he covered me with the robe of righteousness where did that robe come from it came from the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It came from the blood of Jesus. That's why I could stand in front of the Father and say, look at me. I am covered in the blood of your Son. When I stood there with that blood, with that robe of righteousness, you know what the Father saw? 
He saw Jesus. He didn't see me. He saw Jesus. He saw the blood of Jesus. He saw the blood of Jesus. When he saw that, he saw me with no sin. He saw me always doing the will of God. Why? Because I had his righteousness. I had the robe of righteousness on. You know, when you put that robe first on, you don't feel righteous. You don't feel righteous, and you don't look righteous. I love it. It says that they have their garments are as scarlet with sin, red, scarlet, full of sin. We put on the robe of righteousness. And you know what's so wonderful about this robe of righteousness? This robe that we wear when we look at the gospel. This robe we wear when we put Jesus in front of us and the gospel in front of us. You know what that robe is capable of doing? Turning the inside of it white. Turning your inside white. It doesn't feel like it when you first put it on, but you keep walking in that robe of righteousness. What Jesus did for you on the cross, that he made you without sin when he was raised from the dead. When you keep your eyes on that and you keep that robe on, but I don't feel righteous, keep the robe on. But I don't act righteous. Keep the robe on. Keep your eyes on the gospel. You know what that robe does? It turns you white. It turns you into Jesus. It turns you into Jesus. Those that walk in the light, as he is in the light, are fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That is the robe of righteousness. You remember that you are born when Jesus was raised from the dead, that your sins have been taken away from you by the cross, the death, burial, and the resurrection, that you have been made the nature of God through the death, burial, and resurrection. That is the robe of righteousness. And that red robe, as it says in Revelations, those red robes turn white. Turn white. And what's the finished product? Perfection. Just like Jesus. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.